Good to go. Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Damasic with Drew Belcher and Low Raven, bringing you the biggest guests and stories in entertainment, business, pop culture, and sports from our studio on the Las Vegas Strip inside the Mandalay Bay. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. You know the drill. We're back. This is a good one. This is fired up. On the show, we have, we've had World Series champions. Yep. Super Bowl champions. Yes, sir. UFC champions. Yep. WWE champions. Mm -hmm. We're adding to that list. Two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. And one of the most dominant personalities in all of motorsports. Plus, he grew up in Las Vegas, which is key. <laughs> Mr. Rowdy himself, Kyle Bush. Welcome That's to the show, right. man. Yeah, right on. Appreciate that. There it uh, is. You guys have had uh, a slew of personnel on this show, huh? That's pretty Everyone. good. A little bit of everything. Yeah. We're trying to ramp it up. Well, I'm so I'm dual stage champion. So I'm also a uh, 24/7 champion from WWE. WWE. Yeah. So yeah. that's also big. very true. We have this uh-huh. on here. What yeah. was that like, by the way? It was fun. It was good. Uh, that was after I won uh, my second championship in 2019. Uh, they invited us out for a night of WWE action. We were actually in Nashville for the banquet. They were in Nashville doing on a show, and so uh, was just able to go over there. And our truth and the guys were were super fun and. Uh, just kind of chill, laid back, whatever. They'd go and do their whole <laughs> spiel and show and whatever. It's not, it's, I'm telling you, man, like those guys are, are athletic in the stuff that they do and it's pretty fun, but they do it in a smart way. So uh, I had to pin our truth and, and get him down in order to get the, the three count to, to take the 24 7 title. So. Did they throw you through some WWE style training? A little bit, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was fine. It, it wasn't uh, as intrusive as you might think, but. Um, I had to go to a lot of workouts beforehand to make sure I was ready. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, did you still have the belt? No, no. Oh, no, no, no. that would be sick no, for the trophy room. That's right. I asked about that, and they were like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, no, give it back, sir. Yeah, they were just, like, just like, no. We're Big time it. athletic guys, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to think, they're, like, we're all kind of the same age. These guys, could you imagine jumping off like ropes and shit in a, in a wrestling ring know, on right? another guy? Yeah. No. Yeah. At this I'm age, blowing no my back out. Yeah, there's no chance. Right. But what's funny, too, is like um, one of the guys that's on there more recently now, Pat McAfee, uh, Mm -hmm. him and I, we've known each other for a long time. And um, he is not that big of a dude, really. Like he's gotten girthier over the years, (laughs) especially since retiring. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Pat. Sorry, Pat. But um, he is uh, he's a, a special character, but he's a phenomenon in his own. You ever sure. watch him on some of his stuff? All like, the time. He's, he's a, a natural beast. Like nailing threes all the time. And then he did like a, a, a punning thing a few, I don't know, a couple months ago on his Instagram where, uh, I don't know, it was like 60-yard punt or something and dropped it right in a trash can. It's insane. It's, it's madness. He keeps getting new jobs, by the way. I know, right? Yeah. 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 Cool new shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is going to pay what? Oh, it's more than I'm making? Okay. Deal. Way more. Not even yeah. close. Yeah. yeah. Not even close. For sure. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get that... Uh, yeah, you guys Sunday got a, you guys got a little bit of work to do because I rolled in here to uh, the Bet MGM sporting book here at the Mandalay Bay, yeah. and I said uh, the guy was like sports book, and I'm like no studio, what? Oh. I'm like the studio like sound recording. Uh, we don't have that here. I'm like, never mind. Never We're mind. the one with the windows. You yeah. can see right you out there. Well, looking well, into I'm it. telling you, the guy is right out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Around the corner. It doesn't count, Pat. We're still coming for you. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
That's awesome, by the way. Congratulations <clears throat> on your WWE championship. Thank you. That's awesome. Right on. Very, very well lived. Yeah. By the way, we should get like honorary for all the champions we've had here. Do we get like second yeah. championships or having them on the show? For sure. Like a, a nice yeah. wall of Hall of Fame yeah, kind of wall for us. Mini, like, you know, yeah. A mini jersey. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, can pass out a t shirt. Yeah. That's all we need. Uh, by the way, can we talk about Vegas real quick? Being that you're from Vegas, can we start off the show by you giving us like one of your best Vegas stories? Well, so, yeah, there's a few. Um, <laughs> let me just say this, though, to start this off. You guys screwed up my normalcy of la landing in Vegas. And Ooh. I say that because everybody knows the rules. There's a first stop. The first stop is always in and out Burger. Good answer. Yes. Great answer. Absolutely. And you guys screwed that up today. I okay. came here first because this was on the way before in and out Burger. Okay. So there we go. You should feel privileged. Could have um, took us a minute out though. Besides, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's the best burger establishment in the history of mankind. That's right. I know it. So I was raised West Coast, so I know in and out Burger. I love in and out Burger. So they're spreading back towards the east, and so whenever you come out west, you always stop in and go grab when when of you course. can 100 um but vegas story is cool let's get back on track um i don't know man like i was born and raised here i grew up here um made it all the way through high school graduation a year early um and then day of graduation literally i walked and then i had a 6 30 p.m flight back to ohio and i went racing um out of ohio for the rest of the remainder of that year before i moved to charlotte north carolina but um i think it was when i came back one time I might've been 22 or something like that. And, uh, I met a guy through the NASCAR circuit, just racing stuff like that. But a guy that was out here that owned, um, some of the exotics cars sure. mm. and whatever, there like you, you could rent one and drive one around and whatnot. So he let me use a, uh, a Lambo and I took it out on the 215 and it was oh. late at night and I wanted to see how fast I could go. It's <laughs> oh, amazing. And, uh, so I got it going pretty fast and then it started to like hydro drift. Ooh. through because it was like the 215 up by um centennial is that yeah, right yeah, yeah. up okay. over there where you go around that bend yep and so it was like starting to drift out i, I was scared shitless at that <laughs> point and i was like okay we're done that's it that's enough so uh, how yeah. often do you feel like you're like in a regular car and you're just like i kind of want to push right now uh not no i've i've been in trouble for speeding a few times <laughs> right, so it, i i can't i i try not to anyways I get in my vehicles now and I set the cruise and I roll. You there know? you go. So yeah. I just try to stroll around with traffic. For Maybe sure. it's a nice break for you just to like kind of just mob through normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily. I mean, where we come from, man, it's like they're two lane roads and they're basically paved goat trails. I mean, the here it's all grid, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Out there, it's the sh stuff goes everywhere. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you might go northeast, south, and west on one same road <laughs> yeah. to end up going just north. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Uh, it's a bit crazy where, where we're at, but, uh, I don't know. There's been plenty of stories. There was a late night story here one time where a few of the NASCAR buddies and me, we all hung out and it was a lot of the younger kids. And so it was championship week. We were hanging out. Uh, I think this, yeah, uh, there was four or five of us. We went out to a bar at, uh, regular MGM and it was like a coyote, not coyote. It was like a cowboy bar. I can't remember what the name of it was, but like a country bar. Mm -hmm. uh we're all hanging out whatever and so i wanted to hang with the young kids and like we were going one for one you yeah know? yeah oh man i was hurting that <laughs> yeah. it was so bad um uh, i ended up so i got pretty lit i don't remember shit after about <laughs> 9 30 10 o'clock we roll back so my wife's with me too but so she carries my ass back to the hotel we're staying at the win and we go up to the room and she was like you stink you need to go take a shower 
So I go in the shower and I'm laying there and um, I literally curled up on the floor and was just laying on the floor of the shower. And she comes in to check on me to make sure I'm not dead. Yeah. And then she goes, you're fine, just whatever. So she left me in there. I kid you not, I was in the shower for three hours. And then- On? Water going? Water on. Yeah, it's your water yes. bill. Good, yeah. run it up. Yeah, Lake Mead's got plenty. Run That's it out. Yeah. Run it up. Run it out. So uh, we end up, I guess we got in at like 2 a.m. And I had like a 6.30, 7 o'clock call time, call time. for the morning to get going on stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Samantha gets, she wakes me up at like 6 o'clock or something and pulls me out of the shower and is like, you got to get ready. You got to leave here in an hour or something. And so anyways, my she calls my PR guy and says, you need to come on up to the room and get him because I'm done taking care of him. It's your responsibility now. <laughs> it's now the morning. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, now the morning. You and know? now it's like media morning and I am, I'm not even, like I'm still drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, I might as well just keep digging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we go to the morning run that we have and it's a media run and all that. And I literally, every station that I went to, I was just laying on the floor, like trying to sleep. Oh. And so it was, it was ugly. That was bad. That it sounds was, like a proper night in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, been there. We've all been there. Hundred yeah, percent. It, it was a proper night in Vegas, but it didn't end up at any of the, the establishments. Understood. Um, you know, so carried on with. Uh, That's good. That's good. A good, a good PG thirteen there. there Luckily, go. you were extra clean the next morning. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? Right. You're soaked three, three hours, hours of rinsing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I smell good. Yeah, yeah. I took, took a nice yeah, shower. Sure. That's right. Um, can I ask you this? You're, you're the winningest driver in NASCAR history. That's true, right? That's true. That is true. Yeah. Why are you not just sipping a cocktail on the beach right now? Why are you <laughs> back doing three races this one weekend, risking your life? Yeah, it's insane. How addicted to the wins are you? Uh, winning is winning is addictive. Yes, that's that's what it's all about. I would say that, um, you know, just being able to go out and have a great time, uh, winning races, celebrating with your team and all that sort of stuff. That's, that's the greatest feeling. That's the most rewarding. So uh, unfortunately, uh, my winning days have slowed down over the last few years. Um, last year I only won two NASCAR races, uh, one cup race and one truck series race. Yeah. I was taken out of the lead in like three truck series races and probably four or five cup series races could have, should have, would have won, sure. but didn't. And, um, you know, I just remember back to the year, maybe 2011 or 2012, I think I won 24 NASCAR races in that one year. That's the most ever in a year. And so I That's just, crazy. I'd love, I would love to get back to those days, you know, but, uh, I don't know. Those days aren't, you can't like. I'm right. only allowed five truck races. I'm only allowed five Xfinity races. And then I run 38 cup races. So to be able to get 24 wins is virtually impossible this day and age. Mm -hmm. Do you just, is it the feeling of, of racing? Like when you're not racing, is it, is it really just hard to imagine that that would be a larger proportion of your life in the future than it is now and you racing so much and so often? Yeah. I mean, my son right now, he races, you know? So like if I'm not racing, he's racing. So I'm going and doing it yeah. anyways, but um, I'm still young enough, you know, I feel good enough right now where I'm able to go out there and still compete at the top of my game sure. and, and have the chance to still win more races. And, and me winning that race this past weekend at, uh, at Fontana, California Speedway, it gave me 19 years straight of being able of winning a race in the cup series of NASCAR, That's crazy. passing a record set by Richard Petty, who has like all NASCAR win records. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and he was at 18 years. So he and I were tied. So I surpassed him. So nobody's ever made it that long in and won that consecutively that right. long consecutive years. So you've won one race every year for the last 19 years. That's right. That's yeah. incredible. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. What, so what is like, what's the age? tier at nascar really where it starts to get like 
Okay, like who's the like the Tom Brady age of NASCAR? Where's yeah. that at? Harvick right now. So he's he's in his retirement year. So uh, I think he's forty six. I think he turns forty seven before the season's over. Wow. So I'm thirty seven. Plenty of time. Yeah, Looking like twenty more years. You're yeah. good. Yeah. Ten years to go. Easy. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on my crow's feet right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, great skincare routine. Yeah, Three hour right, showers. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Dude, do Soaking in the bathtub. Am I sponsored by them yet? Yeah, yeah. right. Um, not sponsored, but can be sponsored. Se- Secret yeah. to Kyle Bush is three hour showers, everybody. Yeah, that's, that's how, you, that's 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 how that's it works, secret. guys. That's, that's how right. it works. Soaking. That, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't know where we were going with that. Move on. <laughs> yeah. I have a question real quick. I mean, so how do you even get started and want to drive NASCAR or get started. Like, is Vegas, it's not like a breeding ground for NASCAR, right? Like, how do you no. grow up and like say, I want to drive NASCAR? Yeah, it's- Because I was born and raised here too. Okay, so my dad was a car guy. His dad was a car guy. And my they're from Chicago, Illinois area, you know, Schaumburg area, whatever. And so when, that was in the 70s, when my dad and my mom got married, they came out here for their honeymoon. They liked it. They were like, we're going to move out there. So they moved out here and restarted their life and stuff like that. Um, And so my dad just wanted to move out here because of the desert, you know, no humidity, no snow, no salt, cars, right? Hmm. Salt kills cars. Sure, sure. In the 70s, think of all the metal cars and trucks, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's not today's vehicles, (laughs) completely, entirely different today. But anyway, so in the 70s, moved out here. And so he got started at the local short track. He just went out there and just was watching some of the racing and uh, he was working at a, at a dealership here in town. He was a dealer, a mechanic. And uh, the guy across the, the workspace from him had a race car that they worked on and, and raced. And he was about ready to give it up because they weren't really doing very well. They weren't fast or whatnot. So my dad was like, let me take that over. I'll run it. I'll race it and I'll take care of it. And so he did. He ended up winning two of the last four races of the season that year or something in the car. And so they redid it for the next year. He went out and he won the championship the next year at the local short track. You know, So he was just hooked in and being a local regional type racer. Yeah. And um, so when my brother was born, when he turned 16, he got started. When I was 13, I got started. And, um, you know, the rest is history. But we got started out there at the Bullring at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, the little short track over there. And uh, that's where we cut our teeth and got our start. But we just always watched it on TV. My dad was just always into it and a car guy. He then was a, a Mac tools distributor and sold tools around the, the Vegas area to, to different mechanics and stuff like that. So we were just always into it and just kind of did it. We never really thought it was going to go big time of or we were going to make it anywhere, sure. but we just right. kept doing it. And my brother kept moving up the ranks and he got a chance to drive for a regional team out of Vegas that went to, uh, it was called Southwest Tour. And they ran California, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Nevada. There was races all of the five states. And he ended up winning races in that and won a race on a big NASCAR Cup Series weekend in Sonoma, California, and got the recognition of like, oh, this kid's actually somebody sure decent. So he got a chance of going into NASCAR and he kind of paved my way, which made it easier for me. But, you know, you still got to make your own when you get there and, and win. So I. Uh, Facts. Yeah, fortunate sure. fortunate to have Kurt do what he did, so that helped me pave the way. And um, I guess, yeah, that's kind of how you get your start. There is you go. Yeah. The local short track. I started in Legends cars, then Modifieds, then late models. And I started when I was 13. So when I was 16, I had already gotten the call from the team owner that Kurt got the call from to go race in the truck series in NASCAR. So I only had two and a half years of racing experience oh, wow. before getting thrown into the big time. You know, so um, yeah, that was it. Happened pretty quick. Can wow. we can we talk about the Kyle Busch rule? 
Are there which one? Right, so, <laughs> right, so the, I like that. I want to know like more, that. by the way. But the one I'm talking about was uh, where they changed the age, the minimum yeah. age of uh, being a NASCAR driver. This is driver. great. You guys are going like right in sequence. Yeah. yeah. We are yeah. trying. We, 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 we must have watched Rowdy the documentary. We got it. We got questions on that, by the way. Sure. I want to follow up on some of the things in, right. in the doc. Yeah. But uh, just so everyone knows, that was a pretty crazy thing yeah. for you to change. You were 16, went into NASCAR, and because of the sponsored race by Marlboro, yeah, right. they kicked you out of the race, mm -hmm. and then they changed the rule now that you have to be 18? Yeah, so uh, this is the truck series. When I was 16, I got to race six truck series races, and then we go to California Speedway for the final race of the year because I basically have I've auditioned for the job, and they're like, you got the job for next year, right? And so I'm like, this is great, whatever. So we're in the last race of the year. I'm fastest in practice by like a good margin over the rest of the field. Actually, my teammate was second, who he had a good gap over third. So we were going to stomp their butt that weekend. Um, and being 16 at a two-mile racetrack, the state attorney's general read a newspaper article that said Kyle Busch, 16-year-old, set to make debut at California Speedway on Marlboro 500 weekend. Well, Marlboro was the sponsor of the IndyCar race at the time, not the NASCAR race that was there, but mm -hmm. it was still Marlboro 500 weekend. And the advertising of that weekend, state attorney's general was like, yeah, no, no, no. Speaking of which, I've never met this person. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know who that person was sure. at the time. I've never looked that up, but uh, be nice to, to shake hands and pat you on the back. <laughs> um, so got kicked out. You know, I got called into the NASCAR hauler and I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble for going too fast. Like they want me to slow down, whatever. You know, you've kind of heard those stories over the years of the, the France family. They're like, hey, don't ruin my show. You know, sure. And yeah. so, uh, anyway, that's what I thought. <laughs> Lo and behold, I got, I got booted. They said, "Yeah, you're done. Um, we'll, we'll see you when you turn 18. Bye bye." It's crazy. What, so. what was it like being 16 around grown NASCAR drivers? Yeah, yeah. What was like? That has to be insane. I mean, it's pretty intimidating, honestly, yeah. right? Like you're going up against the in that day and age, you're going up against the likes of, um, you know, Jack Sprague, Ron Hornaday, Ted Musgrave. Um, uh, there was few other guys that I'm missing out on right now, but Andy Houston was one of them. Um, but truck series guys that have been in the series for a few years and you're going up and racing against them and beating them or, or competing for wins right out of the gate. And, uh, you know, so it makes yourself look good, feel good. Um, probably doesn't make them feel too <laughs> yeah. good. Not too many Who's friends. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I have, I have not made too many friends. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's like, I, cause I feel like, especially when you're a teenager, right? You're like really a product of your environment mm -hmm. and like growing up in just normal high school around normal high school kids. But I can't imagine being 16 and walking into a, a, a race as like these other, with the other peers. Yeah. Grown it had men. to been a really weird dynamic. It is totally grown men, right? Grown You're not going to go up to them and be like, hey man, how's the kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being 16 years old. They're probably as old as one of their kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was probably as old as some of their kids. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, it was, it was fun. A lot of them were very, they were nice. They were welcoming. You know, they asked me a lot of questions of like, how'd you get your start? How long have you been in it? What have you been doing? Like they didn't know a whole lot about me when sure. I came in. Yeah. Uh, and so there was a bit of a, a learning curve on, on that and just kind of figuring out where I come from and what experience I had. They were kind of shocked when they only knew that I was racing for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah of course. Because a lot of these guys are racing for 10, 15, 20 years yeah. and, and um, you know, feel like they made it after 10 years or whatever in the truck series. And here I come at two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real and, quick. And, they were probably nice for a second. And right. then just. Yeah. So that was that was a 
my welcome to NASCAR moment, I guess. Yeah, yeah that had to have been really crazy. Well, speaking of your documentary, the we watched a little bit of it. Yeah. And the introduction has this quote from you. And it says, the thing you want to be able to do is to be well-liked when you retire. I know right now I'm not close to retiring and I'm not close to being well-liked. Yeah. <laughs> Does being well-liked matter to you now? Yes and no. Um, I mean, I s still would go by that quote, but <laughs> honestly, I, I feel really good about my career path and trajectory and the things that I've done and accomplished and all that, which has been fantastic. Been around a lot of great people over the years that have gotten me to the success that I've had. Right. Um, but the fans have not so much liked some of my antics over the years sure, or sure. my personality, my my absolute hatred of losing. Um, I'm a passionate, fiery, driven, motivated individual. And when I don't, I know how hard it is to compete at the top level and to work as hard as I do at this level to win. And when you don't win, it's like, damn, man, like, yeah, how how much more do I have to do to win? You know, you, you're taking time away from your family and your 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 race team and your other businesses or whatever you might have at this point in age at, for me. Um, and so it's just, you know, gutting when you are oh so close to winning some races and you don't end up pulling through. But I don't know, that kind of rubbed people the wrong way for a long time. But um, I, I feel like now, as I said earlier, you know, I've I've not won a whole lot lately. Like sure. I've not I've not done that. And I want to get back to that winning way. And maybe if I go out there and dominate this season and win eight cup races and four Xfinity races and five truck races, then they're going to be pissed off at me again. <laughs> yeah. you know? And they're going to be like, I hate that guy. This yeah. is why I hate that guy. He wins too much, you know? So that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, it's, it's when the winning slows down, which it has the last three years. And that's why you kind of always think in the back of your mind, about retirement, you know, sure. and it's like, okay, it's been slowing down. It slows down for all the greats. They don't win a whole lot towards the later stages of their career. So is it time to give it up? And I'm like, man, I am 37. I am right in prime time, yeah. you know? So it's, it was like, no, I got to find somewhere that, uh, that I can race and race for wins. Yeah. How, how intense is that competitiveness between you and the other drivers? Like the drama wise, it seems that getting people with that like-minded personality all together and throwing them in extremely fast cars and having them go yeah. race NASCAR, right? Just it's far just, away from each other. Yeah, you're just breeding <laughs> yeah. the drama between right. everyone. Well, that's why that's why y'all that's why everybody tunes in every week. Yeah, exactly. You know? They want to see what's going to happen next. Um, no, there there are some personalities that you just are like you don't get along with. You sure. don't like. You don't. I don't talk to them at all. Um, and then there's other guys that you know you can be cordial with. You might mess up and get into them or crash them or they might hit you or whatever. But after the race is over, you know, there was no hard feelings and you can, you know, pat each other on the back and, and go on to next week. You know, I think the most notable one of that for me is probably Kyle Larson. You yes. know, him and I have had some great battles over the years where we've raced really hard and we've doored each other and we've ran into each other and he's put me in the wall and I spun him out. And, you know, but after the race is over, we get out and shake hands and just know like, OK, man, that was fun. But, you know, we're either going to keep doing that or we're going to be clean the next time. And he, it's been good, you know, so. Um, other, other times I've made mistakes and run into the sports, most popular driver twice. Um, and that doesn't go over well with the fans. They don't like that. And I'm like, Oh, but I screwed up. Like I made a mistake. And what's interesting about those moments, like Chase Elliott, I think I did it in 20 COVID year, 2020, 2019, yeah. whatever it was, uh, at Darlington where I was trying to blend back in the line and I was watching the mirror to see if I was clear to get in front of Harvick and I clipped chase and I spun chase to the infield and people have such a high 
which I put a lot of pressure on myself too. And I put a high demand on me, but they were like, Kyle Bush doesn't make those types of mistakes. Like he did that on purpose. Like that mm. wasn't like, right. That yeah, was yeah. malicious. Sure. Yeah, sure. Right. And I'm like, guys, hold up a second. Like my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit him, you know? So, um, but I mean, that's, that's, that's what you get when you carry yourself to that standard sometimes too. Have you accepted that? Like the title of like the bad boy of NASCAR? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had it for a while. You've had, had it, for it for a really long time. Yeah, that's why I wear black hats. So there yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in uniform today, guys. Is there a rowdy tattoo anywhere we need to <laughs> no, go? No, I, I don't. I don't have that. No, no. Uh, no. I, I should have brought my rowdy energy in here today, but I, I forgot it. I missed it. So there you go. Yeah. Well, when when you I already had mine for the day. So typically I have one, you know, so it lasts all day. You get to that's right. Day. It does. There yeah. There you you drink it at lunch. You're all the way through. Maybe you want one at dinner in Vegas so you can go even farther. Exactly, for sure. That's true. That's it. If you want late night showers, you can stay up for That's it. You right. know, you're rowdy energy. Hey, I'm telling you, it's a rowdy hydrator energy. too. So every pregame before I ever go out, I always drink a rowdy energy because then I can go uh, and and drink. And then the next morning, I, I have not woken up with a headache before or anymore since I've always done my pregame with rowdy. So I'm just Electroli like, yeah. Electrolytes are in it? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Potassium, magnesium, yeah. Sets you up for success. There you go. For us guys drinking in our 30s, we need all the help we can 100%. get. 100%. Right? Energy, hydration, <laughs> That's recovery. Right. Put it all yeah. in one. Uh, Do is it, it available in start. Vegas, by the way? Uh, yeah, we're at uh, some terrible hurt stores. Terrible. Okay. Yeah, terrible stores. Right, I'm gonna so. go get rowdy energy tonight. We'll Attaboy. pick some up. We'll pick some up. I'll throw in a beer ball and slam it real quick. We'll be fired up about it. Okay, that's crazy. I we, just from a firsthand perspective, I've always wondered you know, what it must be like to be in that scene to go through that and knowing you have to see these guys the next week or see them when you actually pull in to the pit right yeah. after it all goes down. Yeah, what's that like when you guys get out of the car and you see each other and you know what just happened, whether it's your fault or their fault? Yeah, that moment. Oh, so there was a um, so there was a 2017 incident here at Vegas uh, with a someone Joey Logano who just absolutely flat out crashed me and I knew it like he just floored it right in the middle of the corner and turned right up the track and slammed into my door and spun me out we were coming to the checker flag and it was for third place and I'm like it wasn't even for the win you know <laughs> you crashed me for bronze <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. like damn I didn't know I didn't know bronze was worth that much yeah, right. yeah. so I get out of my car I march my happy ass down pit road and I walk right up to him and I punch him in the face. Let's go. Yeah. We saw. Yeah, yeah. We, saw. we saw it. And so then his crew tackles me and I end up on the ground and I think my head hit his car or something. And I'm, now my I'm bleeding, you know, and um, and he says he never got hit. But I think he had a red mark on his face afterwards. So I don't know. I, my thumb hurt for freaking three months after that. So I swear yeah, I made contact. With that the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my grip definitely went down after that. It wasn't the same. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <laughs> yeah, I how I, I'm not going to lie, like the intensity of driving, the, the fights have to be such a common occurrence. Like you're so everyone's so passionate about it. It means yeah. so much financially. It means so much for just your pride. It means so much. You care. You care so much about it. Just winning in general, just as I think competitors. Would, right? I think there would be a hell of a lot more if it wasn't for corporate America that mm -hmm. we have to rely on to be able to go to the racetrack sure, and sure. race. Right. right so right. which I did that in an M&M's uniform you know which i had the m&m's family they had my back so they i could get away with a lot of stuff from they them knew, because they knew. they knew who i was right. away from the track but yeah um you know that was one of those where uh the family was actually like uh they were like did you feel good after that and i'm like yes <laughs> and they were like good yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah. By the way, I love how you buy, I love how NASCAR in general really buys into their sponsors. Yeah. And I oh, think yeah. one of the, the greatest visuals that I've seen from you from like buying into your sponsors, you won a race. I don't remember what race it was. And this was in the doc and I looked it up as well to get a photo of it. But you won and you actually had bags of M&Ms and you're holding the bags of M&Ms in the air too. Right, right. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, you had the full thing, but you actually had the bags of candy. Which oh yeah. Is great. We would have bags of candy. The guys would tear them open. And then when we're like, I get out of the car and we're like, woohooing, um, they're like throwing the <laughs> throwing M&Ms, M&Ms pieces at me <laughs> and I'm getting pegged, yeah. you know, in the bag in the back of the head. And then there's other times where they've either got you know, beer bottles or uh, sports drink bottles or whatever. And they're spraying those because they're just in victory lane. Yeah, sure, sure. What yeah. Sponsor, sponsors victory lane. And so they're thro- they're spraying those. And then when they're done with them, what's always weird to me is the crew guys are like looking at me. And so you throw where you look and they're throwing the bottles at me. <laughs> Damn. And I'm getting hit. And I'm like, why are you guys throwing the bottles? Like spray it and then drop it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, they, they just, just empty it and then throw them at them. Right. They empty them and chuck them. For sure. If you're going to get hit, you might as well get hit when winning. You yeah. Know? yeah. yeah. You, so I learned a long, long time ago uh, when I was a kid, I always, well, not a kid, but when I came into NASCAR and I was winning and doing burnouts and I was on the front stretch, sometimes there was objects that were getting thrown at you from sure. right. the grandstands. And so from that, from like the third win on, I was like, keep your helmet on. Oh, every yeah, every yeah. time I get out of the car, I ah. keep my helmet there's on. There's a video, right? Yeah, there's a yeah. photo right there. Doing the bow. Yeah, yeah. doing yeah, the bow. I, I always keep my helmet on. So Smart. Smart. Veteran move. Yeah. Yeah. Veteran yeah. move. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It only move. takes one time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, Can we talk about the crash? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you had one of the most intense NASCAR crashes, and I'm coming back and winning the Cup Series Championship afterwards. But can you explain what that feeling is to go through significant NASCAR crash knowing maybe what is yeah uh just to set the tone you know 2015 racing in Daytona start of the season I'm in Xfinity the reason why I was still running Xfinity races at Daytona at that point is I had never won the February race I wanted to win the February race I'd won in July but not February so anyway start of the season uh trying to win that race I'm pushing my teammate I see a hole open up through the middle and I want to push him and get the run started and we're just coming out of the trioval and I started my push too soon I spin him out. He gets crooked and then comes back across the track, and I shoot the middle, and we never touch. He never hits me, but his air off the nose of his car turns my car sideways because mm. you're always just on such the edge of driving these cars that any little nick or move or hit or something can spin you out. And so I spin all the way across the inside of the racetrack and into a concrete wall on the inside. We have safer barriers on the outside, which have foam on them and stuff like that, which they still hurt. That that doesn't make them, yeah, 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 that yeah, doesn't yeah. Make them softer. They're just you're going fast enough you're going fast enough yeah everything hurts exactly but so i hit the concrete wall so it was 90 miles an hour 90 g's whatever the heck it was and i break my right leg and my left foot double compound fracture in my right leg and then um you know midfoot break on the left foot and so after that like i'm trying to get out of the car the car catches a little fire and i'm like i gotta get out i try to push with my right leg and it's just nothing you know it's it's limp spaghetti yeah spaghetti exactly it's like pushing an a cooked noodle and then uh you know you i tried to start i'm like okay use my left foot i start trying to push with my left foot and i'm like ah okay left foot not good either so uh i just pulled myself up to the door sat on the door and then asked for the safety workers to come over and help me get me to the ground and then they helped keep my leg elevated and and got me in the ambulance and went on my merry way so um had surgery that night and then flew back home two days later 
to the hospital in North Carolina because I had a really good foot doctor that I liked in, in North Carolina. So he fixed my foot. First guy fixed my leg. Next guy fixed my foot. And then was at home, you know, for 11 weeks doing rehab and, and you know, all the the icing and the stretching and the, the hot tubbing and everything for 11 weeks to try to speed up the healing process. And finally got back in a car and was able to race again after 11 weeks. So, yeah. It seems so fast. That's it, very it, fast. It yeah. is. I mean, you're not going to go play football. No. Right that, no, no. You no know, in 11 weeks. But for our sport, like, I still had plates and screws in my foot when I went back racing and wow. my leg. But in my foot, my foot killed me. That one, that my foot felt the worst. My right leg was fine. Um, it really didn't hurt because you had a, a rod that went all the way down with screws that held your, your leg right. You know, but yeah, the foot was, was the, the painful one. That's insane. What type of pressure do you like as a, on a NASCAR car? Yeah. Maybe this is a crazy question, but the pressure that you need to use your foot for has yeah. to be significant. Well, so. And sustained. For, lot, yeah. Do you drive with one feet or two feet? One foot. One foot. So, okay. So even if you're not in a stick, you still drive with one foot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I drive with one foot or two feet, two feet mostly. So when you're a NASCAR driver, you drive with two feet. Yeah. So you right. gas with the, with the right and then you brake with the left. You really don't need to clutch just to take off. Yeah. You don't Got even really it. use it to shift. So you're always just kind of like two footing. So you're asking about the pressure, like braking with your left foot is, was excruciating. I mean, you're trying to press That's crazy. like, 800 pounds of pressure. That's not the same as like benching 800 pounds, but you know, you're trying to push 800 pounds of pressure or even at road courses, sometimes it's a thousand pounds of pressure that you have to push through the brake pedal in order to get your car to woe up for a turn and then make the corner. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So it, that, that was, <laughs> yeah, the foot hurt the worst. That was, uh, that was the most not fun. Um, but made it through the year. I can't tell you how relieved I was. So in the off season, I won the championship that year, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Came back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's a lifetime movie in itself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That one year alone. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so came back, uh, won the championship. And then after the season was over, after the banquet was over, I couldn't wait. Um, got back to Charlotte and went back to my foot doctor and had him take out my plates and screws. And then the, the leg guy took all the stuff out of my leg as well, too. But when I like I had to spend the night in the hospital just to wake up the next morning, make sure there was no infections or anything. And then I walked out of the hospital. I, my foot felt like it was brand new. Wow. Like overnight surgery, stitches still in it, everything, plates and screws come out. I'm walking out of there and I'm like, this thing feels amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I should have done this a lot sooner, but I would have had to have missed two weeks. Yeah. When you take the plates and screws out, they put you back, they put you down um, for two weeks. But anyway. Stories just it's insane story, yeah. Insane. Getting yeah. through the season, then going getting fixed after is insane. Yeah. When you were going through that crash, when you were headed towards the wall, like across the infield, mm -hmm. was that like when you're in it? Does it slow down a little bit for oh, you, knowing knowing what's about to happen? Are you just like it felt like five minutes? Oh, oh damn! And when you watch the video, it's probably seven seconds. Yeah, you know, it's six seconds. It's really not that long, but felt like minutes. You're just processing and thinking of so many different things in your head. You're like. As I was spinning, I'm like, okay, I got to get the car to rudder. I got to get it to change mm -hmm. directions. And so you crank the wheel all the way right and you're steering right and you're on and off the brake trying to get the thing to like start steering that way. But it was in such a slide that it never, right. it, never it never caught. Yeah, right? it never yeah, great, catch, yeah. great move, great word. And so, you know, finally when it came to a point <clears throat> where I was getting closer to the wall, I'm like, well, I just have to slam the brake and, and slow down. Like I have to cut speed. Yeah. So I'm doing that. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to hit this wall a ton. So 
I need to take my feet back. I, would, I told myself, I'm like, take your feet back, take your feet back, take your feet back. <clears throat> so when I got to, I was sliding on pavement and then I got to the grass and I hit the grass, that's when I like tucked and yeah. closed my eyes and everything. I forgot to take my legs back. Oh. oh. And so I still hit the wall, you know, at with my foot on the brake and that's why it broke my foot. And then my right leg <clears throat> was too close to the accelerator. And when you're always wide open on the throttle, there's what's called a throttle stop. So you don't extend the throttle linkage sure, sure. And, and bend stuff or break stuff. So there's a throttle stop that you can put your foot against to know that you're wide open. Well, when the engine, when the car hit the wall and the engine moved back in the car like eight inches, it moved the gas pedal back towards me three inches. So that initial just smack of the gas pedal hitting my leg just snapped my leg. Damn. So that's that how, it, yeah, that's how, all that force. That's how it all happened. Yeah. But you came back and got that win. I got that big win. I got that big, big win. Championship, boy. That's great. I, honestly, the fact that you, I mean, you know, that you came back at all, but then you came back and won some races when you came back and actually won the cup. Right. Just, I didn't, at that point, like, I didn't know if I was ever going to race again. Right. No, yeah. for sure. You know, and then when you get back, I got back and the first four weeks, I crashed like every week. I hit the wall. I ran into somebody else. I got crashed with somebody. Like it just, the rain actually, there was rain at Michigan. And I, I, I was the only car that got loose and spun in the rain. And I was just like, what, what the hell is going what the on? What is going on? And, and can I even drive a race car anymore? You know? And then I won my fifth race back. So that was, that was good. That's when I was like, oh, okay, I'm fine. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> that first race back in the car has to be a little weird as well. Huh? It's like nerve wracking. Dude, I fell out of the seat, man. And like the first race was the, the shortest race of our year. I didn't fall out of the seat in that one. I was fine in that one. I think I finished sixth. And then the next one was the longest race of the year. It was the Coca-Cola 600. It was five and a half hour long race, 600 miles. And I fell out of the seat after about mile marker 450. I was, I was done and I still made it 150 more miles, but it wasn't pretty. Damn. Just hanging on for dear yeah. life. And I finished 10th. I did get a top 10, but I was, dude, I was, I couldn't walk when I got out of the car. Like I, I literally asked if they could bring me a wheelchair to take me back to the hauler after the race was over. That's a long ass five and a half hours. Yeah, six hundred miles. What, yeah. Are you, what are you eating before a race to make you last five and a half hours? Um, in and out on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever the sponsor is. Yeah, yeah. M and M's. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just gave them way too much love. Yeah, there uh, it is. They're not with me anymore, unfortunately. Uh -huh. But um, the uh, now Samantha, my wife, she makes food for me, whether it's lunch before a day race or dinner before a night race, but typically it's going to be something filling, you know, pasta, carbs, stuff like that. So all the good stuff that guys like to eat. Yeah. Sure. So I'm all fine with that. I'm not, I'm not having a, a salmon, a rice and a green bean before a race. That ain't no, happening. No, no, no chance. No way. That stank too. Yeah. You're yeah. sweating yeah. your ass off in the helmet. Yeah. yeah. Pasta it up. No way. And then like breathing and smelling that salmon, like right on you. No Just way. asparagus right back and forth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Face. Right. No, no, yeah. No, I can't have that. Yeah, imagine if you pee on yourself with yeah. that. All right. So what's the bathroom situation in a NASCAR race? Like some guys do it. So I, I can't do it. I even after five and a half hours, something like that. I know. Yeah. I have to dehydrate before a race in order to make sure that I make it through the race. I drink during the race, not before the race. Got it. So once you're in the car and you're going, now you're drinking. I can you're, drink yeah, while I'm going. Yeah, what, what do you mean some guys do it? Like they they piss in the car. They just piss like in their seat. They in, while their they're pants, driving. Like they piss their pants? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I can't cool. do it. I've tried. <laughs> I mean. There was a race. So I was a rookie. It was my rookie year. It was the third race of the year at Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's a 500-mile race. This right. race is like four hours long. And there was a red flag on lap three. So we're all sitting there on the racetrack because there was a big crash and they're cleaning it up and whatever. And I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, you guys think I can get out and go to the bathroom? And they're like, 
No, bro. Like you're sitting over there on the front stretch. No, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, no focus. Unless you drive into the pits and then you get out of your car, like we'll have to go restart back at the back of the pack. But I was in like, I don't know, 12th or something like that at the yeah. time. So I was like, okay, whatever. We'll see how. That. So I made it the whole. I There was a caution, another caution later in the race, probably 300 miles in. Like I'm just like screnching as hard as I can to try to piss myself and it won't come out. I just can't. I can't, I just can't, can't do this to myself. Do it. Kyle, you're an adult. I'm yeah. not doing this. I know. Yeah. It's like, uh, what are they called? I have a shy bladder. That's yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not pissing on myself. Stage fright. Yeah. I'm yeah. the biggest yeah. stage, right? Yeah. Stage fright. Like, nobody's going to see it. You know? yeah. You're in your car. Your crew chief's coaching through a yeah. car. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. I love that. Um, all right. Speaking of winning and all that, out of curiosity, us and our listeners, um, the money in the NASCAR race. When you win a NASCAR race, how does that get divvied up between the team, you, your, uh, the crew, everything? How does that work? So uh, your sponsors basically pay the nut to go to the track, right? Okay. Right. So like it depends. Different teams obviously take different amounts of money to go to the racetrack. I'm just going to use a, an average number probably. So $500,000 is what you need for a cup car to go to the racetrack to go race a race. Got it. So it's like your entry fee. It's no, you, no, your entry fee is probably five thousand dollars to okay. NASCAR. Yeah, but the cost of like paying the people, making sure you Got have it. a car, having an engine, right. buying the tires, the fuel, the travel for the team, the hotel rooms, the hauler going up and down the road, Makes like sense. everything. Right? There's yep. so many different line items of the P and L that make up that five hundred thousand um, dollars. But so you race the race, and then there's winnings. So after a race is over, let's just say the winner takes home four hundred thousand um, dollars. So that all all that money comes from NASCAR. That four hundred grand gets paid to the team, and then the team and the driver they have a contract. You know, no different than NFL players with the right, team. Sure. I have a contract. I'm an independent contractor, so I have a contract with the team, and it can be anywhere between. I've heard guys between 20, 25% mm -hmm. that they get of the purse. I've heard guys as high as 85% that they get of the purse. It all depends. You know, like if you have a high base salary, you're probably going to get less winnings. If you have God, a dude. low base salary, they're going to give you more in winnings. It's gonna, they're going to make it more incentive-based. Just like a yep. guaranteed contract versus incentive-based contract. Right. And everything yep. else. Okay. Yeah. So uh, guys are all different. So the, the more popular area I think that a lot of guys float around is between 40 and 60. I think that's where people land. That's nice. the sweet spot? Yeah. And cool. what about like the pit crew and the team? Do they, they get a portion of the winnings every time you, you, you get it? No, they, I think they get bonuses. Like they might get a win bonus. Like, Got it. Got hey, it. if we win, you get $1,000. Right. Yeah. Um, and they also get, so the pit crew guys, the guys that go over the wall and do the stops, mm -hmm. they'll get incentive bonuses where if they have a pit stop under a certain, certain second bracket, exactly, yeah. that they'll get bonuses That's for cool. that. So they get incentivized as well. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. When you when you win like the big the NASCAR Cup, like the the, the big boy, mm -hmm. two time champion. <laughs> yeah, when you got two of them, twice. right? Do you get? Uh, does the team get like rings or anything oh, like yeah. else out? Yeah. There, oh. So there's there's ring races and then there's the championship. You get a ring too. So a ring race is like the Daytona 500, right? Got the Coca Cola 600, uh, the Southern 500. And it used to be the the Talladega 500, the fall Talladega race years, years ago. And it was also the Brickyard 400, which both of those kind of lost their luster, I guess you'd say. And so now it's just those big three. So Daytona 500, Coke 600 and Southern 500. What's your absolute favorite race? Um, I love Bristol. 
Bristol's oh, my favorite okay. track. Sure. I love going to Bristol. Bristol's always fun. It's a short half mile racetrack. It's in the mountains of Tennessee. Um, the summer race, the night race is always close to sold out. It's been super fun for people to go up there. They camp out all week because if you go there and you try to get a hotel room, it's like 500 bucks a night and you have to have a three night minimum. Sure. Yeah. So you might as well just rent a motor home and stay on property yeah. at the racetrack and just camp out and have fun with your buddies and drink a sh ton of drinks. Yeah, right. For sure. and Absolute shit ton. Yeah. Yeah. Adult beverages. <laughs> yeah. And look like me uh, after that night in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't think you can take a three hour shower on a motor home though. Yeah, you're no, going to no run chance. out of water. Upgrade that shit. Yeah, yeah, upgrade that. Uh, that's, that's cool to know. That's, I think like there's so many massive races that NASCAR has, but Bristol, I've never been to Bristol, but I mean. Is it because it's super fast because it's a smaller track or? I, yeah, because that's a, it's called, it's like an action track where a lot of people will kind of bump and grind a little bit Got and it. bang on each other. And yeah. there's some hurt feelings after that one. People come out of there a little pissed off. I like that. Some action. More yeah. style, yeah. Yeah. Has, uh, when, when people try to rush the field in other sports, like soccer football, has anyone ever tried to rush the track when you were around? No, like a, couple of year, a couple of years ago, there was a, there was a fan at Richmond who climbed the catch fence and was sitting on top of the catch fence just watching the cars go by. He was up, he was up there for 15, 20 laps before anybody like really saw him. And finally they, I don't remember, did they throw I don't remember if they threw a yellow for that or not in order to go get him down, but they- He was they, like, sir, I, I like it up here. It's a nice view. It was a great view. <laughs> sir, danger though, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, but yeah, they, they hauled his ass off. So I'm sure he hasn't come back. That's crazy. Sure. NASCAR fans are wild, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. They're passionate. Very they're passionate. passionate. They're very passionate, passionate about their favorite driver. Yeah. They're passionate about their favorite manufacturer. And they're passionate about the sponsors. That's you know? Interesting. Like, Incredible. there's a lot of NASCAR fans that were NASCAR fans that were just M&M's fans. Like, it didn't matter who mm. was driving the M&M's car. They just wanted to always follow really? the M&M's car. Okay. So, it's been Ernie Irvin, Kenny Schrader, Elliot Sadler, myself, whatever. Um, you know, like... Um, Dale Earnhardt forever, right? Like he's the intimidator. He's always known to be the man in black driving that black GM Goodrich right. car, you know, classic. And, and classic. Right. And so people will still die to buy that stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. that's their guy. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, that's just NASCAR fans. That's just you know, iconic. It's, it's, it's so yeah. fascinating. It's iconic, What's really interesting yeah. is that's true. Like I, I always wanted the Eminem kind of starter jacket kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah. right I, mean, yeah. I don't know who the driver was. I just know I want the Eminem one. Yeah, it was the, the culture. Who's, who's that guy, uh, basketball player that always wears them? Uh, was it Russell Westbrook? Is that who always, it was? Yeah. Yeah. He always, he's always rocking the Eminem's yeah. gear going yeah. into uh, his games and stuff like that. For so. sure. It's like a cultural thing in LA. I'm yeah. from LA exactly where yeah. he's from kind yeah. of. So there yeah. was uh so, and then there was another guy. So there's a guy who owns a limousine company out of Chicago. And he's always sitting behind the Chicago White Sox home plate. And so he had this M&M's jacket on for years because he was like superstitious. Sure. It's, it's good luck, right? Because okay. I think he first started going to those games wearing that jacket. They won the World Series way mm. back when. They haven't won too many of them. What was that, 2009 or something? Been a minute. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so he was wearing the, t the previous team jacket. So it was Elliot Sadler jacket. So after seeing that and my family, my, my wife's family and my family were all kind of around the Chicago area. So we brought that guy to a race and we got him a new Kyle Busch M&M's jacket to <laughs> And he's been wearing that same one ever since. That's go. a great story. Yeah. That's sick. Lock him in. Yeah. yeah. You know, People get tied to him because we were all kind of in high school at the same time. And yeah. In high school, all the kids would wear them. It was the popular, it was the, the yeah. rainbow Jeff Gordon one, the M&M one. Yes. Exactly. And yes. then the, uh, the, the black Goodrich one. Yeah. 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 Yep. Everyone had him yeah. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. That, that rainbow one, the DuPont one was big sure. too. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, the Kellogg's one was actually Kellogg's big too. Yeah. That's right. 
And speaking so of fun. one of the more iconic ones, the red Dale Earnhardt Jr. one. Ah, uh, that yeah. was. Yeah. I want to ask. King of Beers. Right, the King of Beers one. Yeah. The from your doc, the movie on Amazon. Yeah. Um, you know Dale Earnhardt Jr. being on that. Uh, what's you guys' relationship now? There's an interesting story from the history of you both from yeah. his perspective. No, we so um, the Dale Jr. download. He has his own podcast. Uh, a few years ago, I don't know, 2014 maybe, 13 maybe. I went on his podcast and we we hashed it out. So <laughs> I it, his podcast we film at like 10 in the morning maybe something like that. Okay. So I brought a 12 pack of Bud Budweiser. There you go. All and, and donuts. There you go. <laughs> right. There you go. So <clears throat> this my old team owner Rick Hendrick, my first team owner that I had when I was in NASCAR at 18, um, Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson, they were fighting with one another. They were teammates and they were having a little hissy fit with each other. So Rick had them have a meeting with each other with milk and cookies. So they had a milk and cookies meeting. That's cool. You know, so I was like, okay, we're going to do a Budweiser donut. Budweiser meeting. Donut. Beer and donuts. Yeah. I like yeah. that. So we hashed it out over beer and donuts on his podcast. But yeah, no, Junior and I, we, we get along well now. Uh, he grew up a lot. I grew up a lot. You know, we were both uh, punk kids at that time and, and yeah. we didn't really mesh with one another. I came into the sport at 18. I love Dale Jr. Like I was actually a Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan when he was winning races in Xfinity and winning championships in Xfinity. And then he got to cup and he won his first race in the all-star race in 2000 before he even ever won a cup series race. And like, I was, I was a junior fan. Like I, I liked the guy, you know, but when I came into NASCAR, I was a little jealous, a little envious. Like I wanted to hang out with him. Like Dale Jr.'s on covers of Rolling Stone, sure. he's in, he's in Playboy, Rockstar. you know, like he's, yes. He's he he was the mainstream like athlete of Rockstar, the NASCAR's right. Yeah, yeah like sure. he's hanging out with Kid Rock and yeah. um, Three Doors Down and all Bon Jovi and all those cool dudes. Classic and, in 2000. And hot yeah. chicks coming around hot with chicks, all chicks, dude, That's what it right? is. Like, yeah. yes. That's what it is. And so anyways, like, you know, I, I wanted to go to his house parties and shit like that, but I wasn't 21 yet. Yeah. So I was never cool. I was never one of the cool kids. I was never invited over. So it maybe rubbed me the wrong way and pissed me off. So we were never friends. Um, but then he and I grew up and, and we hashed it out and we're good now. 20s and 30s are a different decade. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yes, That's for, for damn sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. for damn sure. And Sorry. that was the day and age too where there wasn't like social media. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, you didn't have Twitter. You didn't have Instagram. Frick, I think we were all just barely texting each other. It was still like the old small Nokias where yeah. you're hitting three buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T9 text. To right? get to a T. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. That's crazy. Well, he was... He was very honest about your early relationship yeah. in the documentary, so I wanted yeah. to see where you guys are at now. No, That's I, good. I, we, I actually asked him to go on there and be on there, so That's great. it was my invite. Yeah, awesome. I was like, I was like, I assumed he had your blessing. Yeah, of yeah. Course. <laughs> there was actually two other drivers we asked to go on there, and they said no. So, Can you, who, who were they? Kevin Harvick. Okay. Through all the Harvick stuff, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't want to go on there, and then uh, I think Brad Keselowski. I don't, I don't think he was. I don't all think right. he wanted to go on there. Uh, what was it like making a documentary about yourself? I thought it was weird. Like I was totally, <laughs> yeah. I was totally against the whole idea from the very start. I, I did not want to do it. The reason why it all happened though, is because the, the guy doing it, the lead, I call him a kid, him and I are around the same age. Um, he was a Mars family member. Mm. So he started his own productions company and he wanted to make a documentary on me cause he grew up watching me. Like he was him and. I was driving the M&M's car in 2008. I think he was nine or 10 years old. So he's probably eight years younger than me, I guess. And so he grew up with me watching me uh, driving his family's car. And so he started this company and he wanted to make the documentary. And so we did it. That's so, cool. yeah, we really got cut back on a lot of newer footage. 
like live footage, up to date footage because that was COVID. Right. So they didn't get to follow. Like they were going to follow me for a whole year and get yeah. like behind the scenes, like everything. Yeah. And COVID got it cut it off. And he had already spent seven digits of money to put project. this thing together on the project. And so it, we just we kept filling in with. A, I was like, dude, there's plenty of footage. Trust me. The yeah, library yeah. is yeah, slam you, full. Good. <laughs> we're good. I've been doing this for a minute. <clears throat> right. And so we, we made it. It worked out well. What was that like? The final screening when you sat down probably with your wife or yeah. your friends and you watched the final cut. Yeah, so I got to see the acts. They would always make an act and then send it to me. Okay. And so when it all got put together and we got to see it, like I was making a lot of revisions and I was like, this is spelled wrong. Like, this isn't right. You guys have these two things out of order, you know? So I, I fixed a lot of it, but um, I mean, it was it was good. I, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I think a lot of fans, whether you're a Kyle Busch fan or a NASCAR fan or even just a casual fan and you watch this thing, you're like, this guy's a character. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, Okay, I either I'm either gonna pull for him or I'm not gonna pull for him. That's no different than than what it is today. But I think a lot of people saw more of my personality and just kind of who I was through that time. And and I think honestly, it's it's gained me some fans, um, people checking that out and and watching that. But um, it showed the human side of the sport a lot, right? right? The behind yeah. the scenes yeah. and, and why you do what you do or why NASCAR is the way it is or why yeah. drivers do what they do. Yeah. The one thing that I feel like we missed on was there was a, a time in the movie in the documentary where. I got into it with another driver and I just flat out just rammed through him and rammed him in the wall. And they just, they didn't build up to that moment. Like it only looked like I did it in that moment. Like right there, like the guy yeah. hit me a little bit and then I totally wiped him out. But like the five years before that of the battles that we had and the run-ins that we had, we didn't show that. Sure. Right. Because they were like, man, you don't want to be too petty about it that you remembered it for so long. <laughs> That, oh, then Mr. You, Petty. That, then you, yeah. that then you took it out on this guy six years later. And I'm like, but no, yes. Put but it that's in. the reason yes. behind it. This movie should right. be 20 minutes longer. Let's go. <laughs> so back in 2004, I was racing for a Bush series at the time, Xfinity series now, championship, the tier number two championship in NASCAR. And I was racing against Martin Truex Jr. for the championship. Him and I were going neck and neck through the year. We passed each other for the points lead, I don't know, 10 times. It was getting later in the season. I think it was two races to go left in the year. We were racing at Darlington. I'm trying to pass this guy. And I get underneath him down the front straightaway, and he doesn't give me room getting into the corner at Darlington. Like, it's only one lane wide anyways. And the old adage of how you grew up racing at Darlington was when somebody gets a run on you, you kind of let them go so you guys don't crash. Well, he didn't let me go into the corner, so we race down in there, and I'm getting loose, and I just barely touch him. Gets him really loose, and he saves it and corrects the car. And I'm like, okay, good job. And then he brake checks me. Oh! Slams on the brakes going 150 miles an hour. And I plow into him, destroys the front of my car. So now I have to come in the pits and completely like tape up the front of my car and work on my car. And I had to burn a set of tires at that point in the race in order to put to put my car back together. And then later on in the race, I'm out there on old older tires because we had to preserve a set. And I end up spinning and hitting the wall and all kinds of it cost me the championship. Damn. So people don't remember that part. Yeah. Now they will. I, now they're they're going to know now. now. They're going to know now. Of what I remember. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a little petty, but us race car drivers, man, we're like elephants. We don't forget. People don't forget. People don't forget. That's right. Um, dude, I, but back to the doc, I mean, it was a really good way. You know, when I watched a little bit and I'm a casual NASCAR fan, I'm a casual motorsports fan in general, right? But yeah. to watch, to get that feeling of the longevity 
of how long things carry over and where the race is was good. So I think it was a great idea for you to do the project. But I know it, yeah. even sometimes watching ourselves or listening to ourselves, it's just cringe weird. moments. Yeah, yeah. No matter how many times you do yeah. it, I'm assuming watching. Oh, trust me, a it, movie about you. You're like not even the movie. When I pull up Kyle Busch YouTube, it's a little cringy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I like I'm, I'm glad my kid doesn't know that yet. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, no avoiding he's that. He's gonna learn. No avoiding 100%. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna delete that YouTube app. Yeah, real quick. Sure. It's yeah. gonna be on TikTok. Yeah, good fine. luck on that. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be on, it's on everywhere. Yeah. Uh, all right. What celebrity or athlete do you think could go into NASCAR and try it out really quick? Is there anyone? I don't know. I, you see a lot of these football guys, baseball guys. Um, I think Bryce Harper's coming to the race this weekend. He's nice. a Vegas boy, Vegas, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if they can make it. I don't know if they could cut it. Wow. But I don't know that we could. I definitely would never make it as as a football player. I wanted to be a football player when I was a kid growing up. And my dad was like, hell no, you're not playing football. <laughs> right. And so I was playing baseball. And finally, my dad was like, OK, you have to decide. Are you going to play baseball or are you going to race cars? Because you're killing your grandma. You can't keep going to both of these things all yeah. during the week. Pick one. Yeah. yeah. So I chose racing, which I kick myself every day because I always hear about like, the Bryce Harpers of the world and the contracts they get. And I'm like, what an idiot. Yeah. What, what an yeah. idiot, what dude. Idiot. <laughs> Bryce Harper's contract's got a couple zeros on that yeah, bad boy. Yeah, no joke. Him, uh, Aaron Judge, all them all them hot dogs. 100%. But uh, yeah, so may, I, I don't know. Shaq, he got in a NASCAR car one time. Yeah? Oh, they had to they, they had, had NASCAR like, cars big enough for Shaq? Well, they had to cut the door to make the window bigger with so a flap fit. so he could it had had a flat, so go. they put the flat back up. We got so to so dig that up on the internet yeah, for but sure. It was, uh, it was, it was, yeah. I don't, I don't know. We, we've, we've got a whole different set of screws loose in our head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. In in your tenure, have you ever ran into someone that you really admire, like an entertainer, athlete, celebrity, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, Frankie Muniz." He's big now. He just joined the circuit. He yeah. did. Yeah. He's in the Arca series. Yeah. yeah so oh. he's working his way up. Yeah. So he did like Skip Barber for years. Yeah. Um, he did uh, SCCA sports car stuff, you know, here or there, whatever. And so now he's in the Arca series, which Arca is like fourth in line to the top. Mm -hmm. So he's getting his feet wet in that to see if, if he likes it and wants to keep going. So we yeah. gotta get him on the show. That guy's got some Frankie, stories yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. What a world, yeah, man. Child, yeah. Star. child actor. Malcolm yeah. in the middle. Yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> yeah. What a wild ride this guy. Now yeah. he's an NASCAR driver. Yeah. Unreal. That's awesome. That's really cool. Have you, did you ever run into anybody, um, you know, when Kyle Bush, when you really became Kyle Bush, right? Where you were like wanted to meet them and then they met you and it was like they knew you and you were like surprised. You ever run into people like that? Um, yeah, I was surprised a lot of that. Um I can't say who, like I don't right, remember yeah. really who, but like um guy I've always wanted to meet was Peyton Manning, right? You know, he came from the the Colts to the Broncos. I've always been a Broncos fan. So when he won for the Broncos, um I think he, yeah, he had an invite from Dale Jr. from Nationwide. They were together on the Nationwide deal, and he came to Bristol. So I got a chance to talk to Peyton yeah. Manning, and, you know, I had him sign a couple things for me. I got some Broncos. There you go. I was number 18. He was number 18. Oh. So, um, and then when I went back out to Denver again a couple of years later, he wasn't playing, but he was on the sidelines. We, we chatted it up. We talked again, you know. So uh, I've never met Brady. Brady would be one that would be cool to meet. Um I look Legends. up to a lot of guys, you know, just I'm a fan of sports in general, you know, but I really enjoy people ask me, they're like, oh, who's your favorite team? I'm like, it's hard for me to say just one yeah. Broncos fan as a kid growing up. Like, yes, you know, um, but like 
I've met a lot of different players from a lot of different teams. And so I've always just kind of like pull for the player. Sure, sure. Yeah. And especially with fantasy football, you know, you have 100%. your fantasy football players. Oh, you're pulling for them, you know, so, 100%. Uh, I just kind of lean on that. But uh, yeah, I'm just a fan of it all. I like it. Awesome. Speaking of being a fan, we have to ask. Everyone wants to know your Mount Rushmore of NASCAR. Who's okay. on it? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I would say Dale Earnhardt. Uh, Richard Petty, um, Jimmy Johnson. And I put all three of them on there because they all have the seven championships. So sure. I don't know that championships are the same or yeah, I don't think the championships are, are the same in this day and age as they once were. Right. Uh, they're way, races are way harder to win. Championships are way harder to win now more than ever. My opinion. Um, a few other guys also agree with that, but who would the other? You're allowed four, right? Four, you want yeah, more. Four, four is on Rushmore. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, you guys are <laughs> on there. I need to go back and watch the movie. Uh, what's that rich kid movie? Who had the laser that oh, could do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I remember. Richie Rich. Richie right? Rich. Richie Rich. Richie Rich. I love that was the other one. Macintosh. Yeah. Uh, so who's the fourth one? Uh, I don't know. I want to say Jeff Gordon because he's really high up and he's got four championships. So. He, he would probably be another one. All right, solid um, four, though. Solid, solid four. four. Yeah, solid four. I hope that by the time I'm done, I'll put myself in that just with the amount of NASCAR wins that I have. I need more championships. That's one thing that I would love to get more of. And if I can get – I got 61 race wins now. If I could get – the next guy I got to pass is Dale Earnhardt. Oof. So that would be that would be a big one to me. That's massive. Uh, yeah. is, is passing him. So – that would I would like I would like to see if I could get to ninety wins. I think that I think that's doable. Nice. How you looking this weekend? What are we thinking? A big win this weekend? I think so. You know, I was super fast here last year. I like the Vegas track. It, it widens out. You can move all over the track. You can run low. You can run high. Um, the car that I'm driving now, the the eight car, um, you know, has been really fast at the mile and a half type racetracks last year with Tyler Reddick, and uh, my cars were fast at those racetracks too. So I feel like me jumping into that, I'm going to pick up right where he kind of left off. And um, I'm working really good with the team. I, I love my guys, and it's been really fun. And uh, chemistry's building, so I feel like we got a good shot. All right, I'll be there I on like Sunday. I'm, I'm, fa I'm favorited, so don't put your money on me at the, <laughs> Bet M at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Don't, don't, don't put your money on me. Uh, I, I will tell you, there's a pretty good bet out there. I think it's Christopher Bell. I think he's plus 1,200 to win, and he's he's pretty fast here, so he might not All be right. a bad bad pick. But I'm not supposed to give out betting advice yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> take that for what it's worth take that a lot of asterisks is yeah. in this sentence yeah. a lot of asterisks that's uh that's pat's favorite line allegedly, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. 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 we gotta throw it in there yeah. Yeah. i love that throw it in there just throw it in there and then that's the rule we're yeah. good yeah, yeah sure. great uh, allegedly kyle allegedly went <laughs> 200 miles an hour on the streets of vegas allegedly edited right you know in a lambo um that's awesome. But you're riding the momentum right now, though, as That's well. right. There yeah, yeah. from winning last week, that was big. Huge win for us at RCR with the Lucas Oil Chevrolet. Uh, we've got the Alsco uniform Chevrolet with us here this weekend. So, um, you know, we change it up every week. we got a rotation of sponsors going. A lot of people want to be a part of Rowdy right now, which is great. And like uh, a lot of Rowdy Nation fans out there, too. So. Well, I'll be there on Sunday, and I'm, I'm going on. Yeah, hard, right so, on. So you guys go. stop on by. Come out on the grid and, and – and see us. We'll, we'll take a picture by the car. Maybe you can put it up on your wall. Yeah, oh, I'm ready. There you go. Uh, yeah, we're cutting a little bit of that. Some permanent right. structure here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, last last question. Okay. Um, this show has gone extremely well. 
I okay. think that we've had, I think that we really nailed it. Yeah. How does being interviewed by us compare to being interviewed by Oprah? <laughs> Oprah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, it's been way, it, way longer. <laughs> yeah. Way longer. Oprah, man, I was actually shocked when I got that invite. I was like, wait, what? I'm like, Oprah, my Fucking mom always Oprah? watched Oprah. Yeah. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know how big a deal Oprah was. Yeah, you just like, say I yes. knew her, you just I knew the yes. name, right? Yeah. And everybody was like, you have to do it. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, are yes. you sure? Like, 100%. really, are we doing this? And yes. they were like, yes, yes. yes. you're going. You say no to Oprah, yeah. life's over. So <laughs> my team at the time was Hendrick Motorsports. And so Rick even sent me to like his um, uh, dress, dress guy. Like, I didn't wear a dress, but right. you know. Yeah, I went, Taylor, nice Taylor. Yes, yeah, yes. Was, so I went to his tailor and got a whole new outfit and everything and Rick paid for it all. Oh, that's nice. and, you know, he was like, you're, you're going. He knew you were getting exposure. So, he said, you got to look to this part. Yeah, look so the part. you guys just got the cheapy Chevy pullover oh, and, and, so like good. and the rowdy hat, but it's the right color. Yeah, it's the right color. Though, black, yeah, all black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how did the Oprah fans? That oh my God. So, like, those, so I come out in Oprah and I'm like, yeah, I'm big time. Yeah, I'm Kyle Bush. Like, this is it right here, right? And they're all like, yay. Whatever, and I'm like, these they ain't got a clue. They have who no I am. idea. Who no I am. idea. Not a clue Thanks, who I am. I just won my first race in NASCAR. Not a clue. Uh, the reason why I got called on there was because I gave all of our winnings away to the Hurricane Katrina Relief Fund yeah. for the American Red Cross from uh, the the hurricane down in Louisiana. Yeah. And so uh, that's why I got called on there because she was like, "Wait, in your winning moment, you're doing this is the greatest thing you've ever done in your life, the biggest moment you have, and you gave away all your winnings." And I'm like. Yeah, I gave away mine. I called my team owner over. I'm like, you're gonna give your share away too. <laughs> yeah. Yay! You should have seen his face. Like, he was like what? What? His, yeah. yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. Five, right? Yeah. 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 There it is. Some, uh, yeah, it's all good. That's awesome. It's a great story though. You know what I mean? Right. Amazing. Right. Uh, guys, awesome show. Thank yeah. you for coming on. Appreciate Kyle. it. This right was fantastic. Really good. Thank really you guys, good. Follow Rowdy Bush. Watch the races. Yes, right. We're one is trying to win championships this year. Yeah. Cup series going. Take three hour showers. Drink rowdy energy. <laughs> yep. That's what we want to do is be successful. We'll see you next week. Sunday, Appreciate 1230 it. on Fox. Yes, there sir. it is. Thanks, guys.